What's going on, folks? I'm Isaac Hanekamp coming at you here. You've stumbled across the Kingdom Driven Daily Podcast. I'm joined with Ali today. Ali, why don't you go ahead and give a quick one-minute pitch of who you are and, and brief brief bio on you and, and where you're from. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Ali, and I am from Phoenix, Arizona. I love it here. And I am a part of our women's ministry team at our church. It's called Renovation Church here in Phoenix. And I do outreach. And um, I've done a lot of other things. I've actually stumbled into ministry, but that's how God works. And that's how he's gotten me into the call very slowly. Um, I started out as office manager, but have slowly moved in outreach and women's ministry. And now I'm a part of our teaching team and have done traveling and speaking um, at different places, too. So just open to what God is um going to do and the opportunities ahead. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Right on. I'm excited to be talking to you. So we had uh, spoken before before this interview, and one of the things you had mentioned was your newly found interest in women's ministry. And that was an area that you felt God calling you into. One of the questions I've been asking people is, what kind of audience or what demographic have you felt the Lord kind of pushing you to lead? Mm-hmm. Um but you kind of answered that already. So why don't you dive into a little bit of some backstory and how you felt led into women's ministry and, and just, if it was like five years ago, would you have expected that this is where you were going or or not? And just give them a brief summary in that regard. Oh, five years ago, there's no way, no (laughs) way I would have thought I'd be here. Um, I, I, God has taken me on such a journey. I grew up as a pastor's kid, and um, I was one that I I struggled with that along the way. And I've had my moments where I just didn't even want to be a part of a church. But I knew that Jesus was real. I knew that God was real. I believed it. But it's just I saw so much in the church that I just didn't really, I didn't, I felt like there was more than that. And um, I struggled. So for me to end up being not only in a church still, but to be in ministry is only God's grace and provision and all of that because he's going to use that experience. But five years ago, I mean, I came in as an office manager. We have a, my dad's the lead pastor at the church that I work at. And um, it's a church plant or a church start. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started off just office managing. And through that, I um, started helping with women's ministry because they just needed people to help. So I just helped coordinate. I helped um, plan things for people. I helped with the Bible studies. And one of the values at our church is intergenerational. And so what happened was is I had other women at different spots in their journey leading. And I had this one time I had a woman in her 70s. And then also my mom, don't want to give her exact age, I'm sure, but like in her 50s leading. (laughs) Sorry, mom. Um, But uh, she was leading and um, I was just showing them, okay, we're sitting around having a meeting saying, what are, this is, this is how this Bible study is going to go. And um, the older woman looked at me and she's like, Allie, we need your generation too. This is intergenerational. You don't get out of it. And I just looked at her and I was like, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to. I want you guys to do it and I'll just help you plan it. Um, I'm not ready. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know how to do this. And she just said, no, Allie, it, I think it's time for you to step out and step up. And um, I said, okay. And step through- out and step up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that stuck with me for a long time. I love that thing too. And I just so treasure 
um, the other like older generations encouraging younger generations to step into leadership um, and to move past what stipulations we might put on ourselves. And through that, I have been affirmed and God has affirmed in my spirit what he's called me to do, and that's teach. And as that's happened, I've been given more leadership opportunities within that, and now I'm actually the women's ministry director. But no way in the world (laughs) that I ever (laughs) thought that I'd be here. And I think God wanted it that way, because if I knew, (laughs) I might have ran. No, I love it. I do love it. And it's just been such a beautiful journey. And I think the reason why I love it so much is that when I was younger and even in college and those, I didn't feel like I had a place mm. that I could go, a community where I could be real and honest and open and try things. And that's kind of what God has put on my heart to create that space and create a community where women can come in and not feel intimidated and feel like they can be real and authentic and genuine about where they are in their faith and the questions that they have and also places to plug in to try and see if they can find um, a spot where God has gifted them to serve, which there is always a place. So that's my hope because I didn't really feel like I had it. So it drives me. <laughs> it definitely drives me to create that space. So For sure. So you kind of touched on, uh, and I think you were going to get, going to get a more in a sense of where you were five years ago and, and how you would have never expected to be here. Why don't you touch on the alley five years ago, where you were at, or even maybe maybe a little bit before that, like maybe in like college coming out of high school, what did you think you were going into? Were you even wondering where the Lord was leading you? Was that something that you thought about at that time or, or where were you at? Um, it was more than five years ago to give away my age, but it was in college. I, I would say out of high school into college, I was struggling a lot because as, even as a pastor's kid, but even within the church, sometimes you you don't know who to talk to when you're struggling with things because there weren't just open and honest conversations about, like, am I even allowed to say these things like in church, like the things that I'm wondering and things I'm thinking and who do I talk to? And because of that, I always felt... Um, I always felt guilty or that like I wasn't good enough to be around those people. So I was always trying to deal with this like guilt and shame um, that I was dealing with on the inside while trying to put, you know, a good face on on the outside. And the beginning of college, I was like, I'm like, Lord, I am going straight for you. I am not going to get distracted. And honestly, I was, you know, I, some situations have happened in my life and it kind of made me question like where God was. And when I turned 21, I mean, I was, <laughs> and I was a mess. And I say, it, say it nicely. I was a mess. I won't, um, I won't make you dive too deep into that. <laughs> I'm, I'm an open book, but at the same time, there was just that constant, like, you know, the weekend, the way that um, people would live on the weekends and I'd still be at church on Sunday morning. So I would be doing whatever I wanted to those weeknights and um, just going into church on Sunday, just feeling awful, just feeling awful because I knew what I was hearing was true, but I also didn't know how to get out of it. And um, so it was through this, like, it was almost a two year process of not constantly living that way, but like living that way and then being like, no, God, I don't, I know that this way is right. And then something would happen and I just like go on that way again. 
And um, it just went up and down, up and down for almost two years to the point I was depressed and suicidal and just like, Lord, what is the point of this life? Like, I can't get out of it. I'm trying. And um, I thought I was trying. Let's clarify. (laughs) I thought I was trying. And um, more and more isolated along the way that I just cut everybody out. And the Lord, I just remember laying on my floor just crying because like I'm like I can't do this anymore I can't live the both (laughs) I can't do both ways anymore and um he just told me that I in a such a loving way and when I say this I felt it in a very loving way in my spirit that I had to choose to either if I knew that he was real and I knew that he loved me then to follow him but if I wanted to then to go live the life that like I had been living but to leave his name out of it because I felt like I was being disrespectful to our God because I was going around saying this is who I serve and yet I was doing whatever I wanted and not really living for him. So I chose in that moment. It didn't change everything. It was still really hard. It's still a process. Um, what we like to say is I've been transformed, but I'm being transformed. Like I've yeah. changed. I'm going to have to keep changing. It's such a process and it didn't happen overnight, but Um, As I made the choices of friends, I had to cut out of my life, and it was hard, and it was a hard season, but I knew that I wasn't, I didn't feel alone anymore. Even Mm -hmm. though I lost friends, I knew that I had made the decision finally and committed in a way that the Lord started to just work in my life and just renew um, those feelings. And it it took a while, but I was, I was, um, I was hopeless. (laughs) And um, he gave me that. He gave me hope. So, Ali, let's touch on uh, one thing you had mentioned. There was that in those times of desperation and and complete brokenness, you had said you had thought you were trying uh, and and you had thought that you were trying certain things to pull yourself out of that state and and out of that place. Um, Was there a point in time, like what made you realize, I think I'm trying the wrong thing. My hope needs to be in Jesus. Like, was that like a big slap in the face moment that came or was there something specific that came that made you realize, yeah, I am trying the wrong things to pull myself out of this? Um, I I think along the way I knew, I knew the things that I was doing wasn't right, but in the moment it was fun. And in the moment it like made me feel like I wasn't so alone or I wasn't so, I don't know, confused or hurt or broken. And that's why I kept going back to the things that in the end kept breaking me. Um, but I believe that when God spoke to me that day, like we talked, you know, it's like a truth bomb. Like I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Like God, even though it was in such a loving way, it was like, it was a pivotal moment. It was a game changer moment in my life. Like mm-hmm. when I, when I was crying out to him and I finally was crying out to him and listening that changes everything um, yeah. because there's a difference between crying out and listening and wanting to hear him and just complaining. And um, I think I had just been complaining about everything that was going on and, and the hurt that I was going through. And although that's okay and he wants to know our hurt, um, he wants to help us. And I wasn't, I wasn't listening for how he can. And he just wanted to push me in the way. He's like, can you just turn to me? Just let me love you instead of trying to go in the ways of the world to find that love that only I can give. And when he said that to me, like that was the game changer moment and that changed everything. And I do believe it goes from, I thought that I was doing it because I was just saying things, but I wasn't 
speaking. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, that's, that's so cool. I, uh, we got pretty deep in the heavy stuff there, but this is a new alley now, obviously. And, yeah. uh, why don't you, I, get the vibe when I speak to you that you're very focused on leveraging your creativity for what you do and, and in your job and that type of thing. Why don't you touch on some of the things we spoke about before in terms of like why you wake up so early in the morning, um, kind of your creative process in terms of how do I approach my day? How do I, how do I create? So why don't you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I, as the Lord's been growing me in ministry and in just what I'm, what he's revealing to me, what my assignment in life is. Um, I find that our lives are so inundated with so many things once we get hit the ground running. And the time in the morning that I have is the time where no one's really going to be reaching out to me. And maybe some people, but you're not really available to the whole world yet. And there's just a quietness and a stillness about the morning. So I wake up early, like, really early um because i think that once you get in like that how routine, early like 4 45 <laughs> i mean i'm usually up by five i give myself a good 15 minutes of laying there <laughs> wondering if i'm gonna get up or not <laughs> i'm not some saint okay <laughs> i really like struggle <laughs> sometimes other mornings i'm up in a second but let's not fake this okay okay it's not okay. easy to get up at 4 45 um, but to get up and to have my coffee and my space and to spend time with the Lord first and to spend time in prayer and in writing and in the word before I go into creative mode, because I, what I found is, is that if I try to go in creative mode, um, to pour out before I fill myself back up, you run out, like you deplete really quickly because you're, you're only studying to give back out instead of studying just to be filled. You know what I mean? So, like, I try to sit in his presence for just what he needs to say to me first. And then I go into, now let's study. Let's go into um, what are the things that he's putting on my heart to do, whether it's, like, a YouTube or, like, women's ministry nights um, coming in Phoenix or those types of things. There's, I can't fit that in my day, or, like, later, so I kind of, I spend time with him for like an hour in devotions or so, like no legalistic thing here. I'm not trying, I don't set those times, but I believe like in that morning, in that space, I spend time of, um, whether it's writing and trying to create content, um, because that's when I'm most creative. I feel like I'm most set aside that time, um, with him and alone in that box because later on I have to do the things that I've already been committed to. We have to be good stewards of what we're already God's already set us to. But if we're if He's given us a dream and a purpose, we have to. Um, he's given all of us purposes. Let's clarify that. But when He's given us those dreams, we have. It takes that hard work where no one else sees it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes that time when no one else knows. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that's the time that's such. Um, I don't know. It's a powerful time that I, I think He really speaks to us and gives us that energy to push forward. So. Yeah, for sure. And and what are you doing in that time? You're just diving in the word randomly. Do you have like a devotional that you follow or like, like how's that period of time made intentional for you? Um, well, being women's ministry leader, we do go through Bible studies. So I tend to, the first thing that I do usually is I journal and I write down prayer requests because it's easier for me 
me to write to stay focused. Um, It's not so for everybody, but that's what I found works for me. Um, And I work through what our women are going through, whether it's the book of the Bible or an actual book. And for me personally, I tend to work through a book of um, on my own. So like right now, I'm in Isaiah. So that's a really massive book. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be a while. <laughs> but like personally, like I go through that and I'll do maybe a chapter if I can do it. Or But one thing I think that if people are wondering how do they start this or how do they dive into the word because they don't know where to start, what I always tell people is start in Proverbs. Because um, Proverbs has 31 chapters. There's up to 31 days in a month. So whatever date it is, pick, go to that chapter and read that chapter. So if you don't know, then spend time just in that chapter. And so I do that sometimes when I don't know where to go. Yeah. And I love it. I love it because there's so much wisdom in that too. So that's how I kind of gauge it. And if I feel like my heart needs some, like, I don't know, pouring into, then I go into the Psalms. But if I need wisdom, I sit in the Proverbs longer. So, I mean, that's kind of how I navigate. And um, I don't really have a complete system. Like I said, I think the Lord, I think to get to routine um, can become just a routine instead of a discovery. But um, those are just some things that I do to help me in that area. And then, and then that's kind of equipping you for the rest of the day. So when you are pouring out that creativity, you'd said like you'll make a YouTube video, uh, you'll make like an Instagram post. What are you focusing on that you're kind of personally creating right now? Or is most of what you're doing for your church, for the women's ministry, like how are you pouring that out after you're sucking and, and taking in? Um, I think a lot of it, I've been trying to get better. I love that like when we've talked about even kingdom driven like when we're scrolling all the time through our social media feeds like it can be very um even if it's not bad it's just not necessarily uplifting and encouraging and Mm -hmm. i love that you guys do that that it's like when you scroll and you see god's word i mean his word does not return void no matter what like he gets to choose where it lands and to do but whenever we pour out to other people. So for me, I am working on getting better at that on a consistent basis because I believe that consistency is um, very vital to our ever-changing world. But for me, I think that it's, it's pouring into my women right now and the place that the Lord has like really planted me as I've been growing in ministry and um, creating at the moment uh, what women's ministry nights in Phoenix are going to look like. So that to me is not necessarily as public in the moment, um, but whenever you're creating those dreams and writing for Bible studies, because I've written one Bible study as of now, and I believe that God put the next one on my heart. So you start to like gather that information and write those things and look through scripture, but it's not an immediate, like sometimes it's an immediate word that I need to feel like I need to share. And sometimes it's for later compiled altogether, depending on the project that you're working on or the purpose that you're looking for. You know what I mean? There's a different thing for like a word on Instagram. And then there's a different studying process that comes through writing something too. Totally. And you said you had already written a Bible study. Like, is that an online resource that, that people could go and find right now? Or is that something that's just internal within your church or how's that going? 
Um, right now, it's just internal within our church. And okay. because it was, I think, whenever you're trying to work through your first time doing that and to present that to your women, and we've been working on going over it to get it published. So that is in the process of um, because it was it was hard. It was hard and stretching. Not just hard work. Like that's a very vulnerable thing to try and do. And so it was, but it was just wonderful and great feedback and just God, I really believe that that's something that I need to be doing. Um, and that's what I've actually been working on, um, is going back through it and adding to it and changing it. So I can put it within book form and resource form. So. Gotcha. And so I guess the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on today was uh, one of the topics we had touched on before this together was the understanding of the Lord being able to use anyone in any situation, no matter their education, no matter their age. And I know that's something that you feel pretty strongly about looking at some of your past sermons that you've, you've preached. Um, why don't you touch on what God's been teaching you recently about that and Anything that that young person or that person without a theological degree who's entering the marketplace or something like that, like, what would you say to encourage that person in that moment based on your own personal experiences in the last five years or so? Well, one thing that's proven sure is God can do anything he wants to do through anyone who is available. So I just... I think like God is looking over the land and just seeing if there's anyone who has that heart that's saying, I just want to serve you. And yes, there are things like theological degrees and, you know, schooling or workshops. Those things are helpful, but they're not, um, I don't think that they're necessary to be called <laughs> or to make an impact. Um, I believe so, so strongly that when our heart is willing just to be used, that as we grow, God teaches us. God, His Holy Spirit is our mentor. And, and so as long mm-hmm. as we're seeking and, and searching after Him, then even if we don't necessarily have that person we can always go to to ask those questions, if we're seeking His Spirit, then He will guide us. Um, and even in Isaiah that I was reading this morning in 48, it says, like, He will teach us in the way that we should go, and He will guide us. And I just loved that because it was just affirmation of what we had touched on before. Because it's like, yes, there are wonderful tools that the culture and the society that we live in gives us to dive deeper and to be better teachers and leaders and um, like businessmen and everything. But we can't put cultural boxes and norms on scripture and who God is. We have to filter our lives through scripture and go out into society. And like we were saying, Acts 4.13, or it's like, well, Peter and, is it Peter and John, right? Yeah. When they're saying like they're unschooled ordinary men, but they knew that they had been with Jesus. That's mm-hmm. the thing that matters is like, have you been with Jesus? And that's where that, that overflow and that light and the spirit is going to come through to people. And it's not going to matter because they're going to see Jesus through you if you've been in the presence. And so that's the main thing. Everything else is just helpful. I go to school. I'm in school right now. So I'm not hating. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. <laughs> Let's be clear here. I, but I love learning. I love learning. And so for me, I'm going to school to be a better student and to be a better um, teacher and writer and communicator because I feel like that's what 
God is asking me personally to do and something I'm wired to just love. I'm not going for the accolades and the degree, which I might get from some people with accolades and a degree, hopefully, <laughs> no matter what. But, um, but that doesn't, that's not what's driving me. What's driving me is what are the tools that can help me be everything that God has created me to be in the world that he's placed me in right now. And it is going to look different for each of us. So I think that that's very important that we don't put stipulations on ourselves that God's not putting on us. <laughs> and he's created us to live outside of that. So. All right. Very cool, Ollie. Well, I appreciate your insight. I'm sure everybody else listening does as well. Why don't you just say uh, a little goodbye and, and maybe where people can find you after they listen to this. Okay. Um, yeah, you can find me. I'm usually on Instagram more than any other um, feed. So Instagram at Allie underscore Gentry, G-E-N-T-R-Y, and that's Allie, A-L-I. And um, I'm on Facebook quite a bit too. So those are my main outlets. And then I have YouTube as well under the same name. But um, I just want to encourage people that God really can do immeasurably, immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine and he puts dreams in your hearts for a reason and a purpose. And I believe that we're all created uniquely to do something that only you can do. So there's influence. Like we all have influence no matter what setting that we're in. And so I just encourage people to dive deeper and to search and to ask the Lord, what is it and why have you created me this way and how can I use that to build your kingdom? Because you have a purpose, you have a reason, and God has made you for so much more. And I firmly believe it, and I just am praying that you do too. So, mm. All right, Ali. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Guys, this is Isaac signing off. Until next time, have a good one. You are loved.